0: You know what? It's been so so long. It's been a while. You're going to hear that again. Let's listen to that again. Yeah. That's right. You heard it twice now. It was so beautiful. It's been over a month since you've heard this noise coming out of your your head your headphones, your speakers, what have you. Unless of course you just listen to that on loop in general because you miss us. I'll let you listen to it a little longer tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Matt Rory. You're listening to Careless Whispers on C L N S Media and Calvin Chamberlain, my man, I have not spoken with you in uh, quite some time over these fine airwaves. A lot has happened since we last got together, so uh, we are going to pack it all into a short hour tonight. How are you doing?
1: Has it really been a month? We, we, we really we, uh, need to do a better job about uh, getting on this. Normally, I mean, I'm... Uh, we try not to miss more than one week. I just we had some scheduling conflicts. We'll try to get back on a, a more regular schedule going forward, hopefully.
0: Uh, yeah, so but- it, I'm looking. It's uh, it, it was uh, March 6th was the last show that we have posted on Blog Talk Radio.
1: Wow.
0: Before that, it was February 13th. So we have, have not been very good since uh, since February, basically, at keeping our promise to the to the few hundred people that d- do decide to listen to our fine voices here.
1: Well, I'm, I apologize for that. Uh, I started a new job that's uh, changing my hours around. He's got home right now, in fact. So that's why we're only doing an hour tonight. Rory's been uh, going to some games, right? Doing some other things. But we'll yep, try to went get to
0: game, Yeah, one, Did a post-game show for, South, uh, for the CLNS Media here as well. And, by the way, the playoff uh Playoff games are coming up, so we're definitely going to be covering that stuff. we got to remind people about that everywhere we go because people love it. Gelso's starting to say that he's being stopped outside of the Boston Garden wearing his CLNS media press pass, and people are telling him how much he, they appreciate the post-game show. So, apparently, uh, we're finally doing something right over there.
1: Hopefully, uh, you and I will be on it. You know? yeah,
0: yeah, seriously. We once I gave up uh, the the rights to make the schedule myself, it's been uh, it's been hit or miss. I'm not sure who I'm going to work with night in, night out, but that's fine. We we uh, we we have a good time anyway. Yeah.
1: In any case, we'll talk a little Celtics tonight, right? I mean, it's been a long time uh, yeah. since the last a time lot, we so, Yeah, here.
0: it's it may sound like we're going to have have some old news for you, but we have not spoken since officially Kyrie Irving. Uh, actually, I don't even think we spoke since he had his surgery in the first place. No, let alone yeah. the second timetable where he he uh, was was uh, ruled out. But maybe we did speak we a, right after
1: that.
0: But either yeah, way, we waited a
1: good amount of time because now we can cover it in one thing. He's out for the season. You know, if we we did a show right. and we're like, I don't know when he's going to be back, we'll just hand it will just it dumb. But now we know he's out for the season. great how yes. are you? Yes. I mean, how not, worried am I, I about, about kids, like,
0: in general or it just in, it, for for this year? Or we're, we're what, you, not, what are we talking about here?
1: I'm not talking about the team for this year. You know, we can talk about that in a minute. I'm talking about large-scale, how worried about Kyrie are you? I guess that's my question. Because it started out with the same way, it, it, you know, it was just a tendonitis situation. And then uh, he had the surgery. He was going to be out a couple of weeks. And now he's going to be out for the season.
0: Right, and there's, there were those reports before the beginning of the season that uh, he was going to threaten to put himself out for the season instead of playing in Cleveland, and that that's how he was going to force his way out of Cleveland. Um, I mean, th- those have been denied multiple times, but they're out there, so believe them if you if you want to. Basically, is what I'm saying, um, and it's it's uh, it's something that uh, it has to be a little bit of a concern, but I feel like. I'd rather have an injured Kyrie Irving than an injured Isaiah Thomas in the grand scheme of things. So while you are probably a little bit worried about it if you're the Celtics, as a fan, the only thing that I would be worried about is if the Celtics took a hard stance on this thing and he ended up deciding he, he would rather he would rather walk away. That would be something that, that would scare me just in, in a little bit as a fan, just wondering – whether if the Celtics know that he has a bad, bad knee and they're going to try and take money away from him and not give him the supermax or whatever it is on his new extension. Uh, and that would be something that makes him walk away. If that's the case, that's the only thing that would really, that would really worry me about this injury. Because I think overall it sounds like they've, they've sort of done everything they need to do as far as uh, cleaning it up and getting the hardware out of there. And it's just going to be a matter of, of him staying healthy and, I mean, hopefully another fluke thing like this doesn't happen to him again.
1: Sorry, Murray, I just had a, a quick issue here. Um, thank you for sharing me for a second. Uh, I, was, I was distracted by something, but um, anyway, ugh, totally lost track. At the, the end of your uh, comment, can you just give me a quick uh, reiteration? I feel...
0: Yeah, no, okay. it's just I it just seems as though it's something that uh, that that you need to be concerned with of course, but I would the thing that would concern me as a conspiracy theorist and a fan would be if the the Celtics were to try and hold back cash from him on his next contract and if that's something that would make him walk away, then that's a concern. Otherwise, I think it's manageable and I think it, he he would just you just have to hope that that uh, another fluke injury like that doesn't happen again.
1: I mean, as long as he goes into next season 100%, probably fine, right? Right. Like, uh, in terms of that. But now, I guess we need to get to to what's happening with the team, because obviously it's not just him, right? Tice is out for the season. Uh, Marcus Smart is theoretically back for round two, but nobody knows exactly what his timeline is going to be. Yeah,
0: I'm guessing mid-May for him. That's just a guess.
1: Yeah, so so you're guessing probably not round two. You're guessing, like, like conference finals. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, it depends on how far they get into, into uh round two. If they go, if everybody goes like a couple of seven game series, it's possible. He might play in like a seventh game or something like that, but I just, I don't see it happening. I, I, I see the Celtics overall taking the slow approach. And especially now that Kyrie is out there, they have basically waved, waved the white flag, right? The players don't feel that way. The coach doesn't feel that way. But for all intents and purposes, the front office and Danny Ainge, by shutting Kyrie Irving down and not leaving the window open, has, has waved the white flag, right? Unless some, some, I mean, of course, something weird could happen. There could be uh, some injuries to, to the other teams, what have you. But I would say that while there's a, there's a, a way, and we can talk about this in a few minutes, there's a way for the Celtics to still get to the Eastern Conference Finals. And then who knows what happens and yada, yada. It's not probable. It's probably not going to happen that way. And the players can say all they want about how they're still going to try and go out and win games. But when it comes down to the playoffs, if they run into Toronto or Cleveland, I think they're in pretty big trouble and everybody else is going to give them, not everybody else, but most other teams are going to give them a run for their money as well. If not, just be better than them in general. So I'm, it's, it's something that it, it seems as though they're they're just punting anyway. So why would they rush Marcus Smart back? You know, if he isn't 100%, I don't think he, he comes back either. He's not some someone that's going to put them over the top. I don't think they're desperate for an extra two or three rounds of, of ticket sales, or two or three games of ticket sales, I should say, in, in, in a extra round where they might get win a couple games because Marcus Smart's playing. So overall, I, I just think, in general, they have this this thought of not rushing guys back, not pushing all their chips into the into the middle at this point, and just hoping for next year when everybody's back and healthy.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, obviously they're in the playoffs; they're at the two seed. Um, it seems that teams are sort of. Uh, you know at least some of the articles I've read about like how it's interesting down at the bottom of the conference, which we'll talk about in a minute, but uh teams are sort of trying to maneuver their way into playing the celtics which i I find interesting because i I feel like the Celtics have still been playing pretty well without those guys right like, absolutely
0: they have i mean they've they've already won more games than they did last year, and yeah they they had those guys for a long time but doesn't that just show that up and down the roster they're better because they're, they've improved from last year, even. I mean, I just, I feel like this team is far and away a, a more impressive story than last year was the individual story in Isaiah Thomas was probably the best one that a uh, Celtics uh, fans are going to see in a long time, as far as everything he went through and still persevered through. Uh, but as a team, I think this team is far and away more enjoyable to watch and they have exceeded expectations because expectations were tempered on the first night of the season when Hayward went down and throughout the season when Kyrie Irving has missed games, people didn't think that, that the, the bench could get it done and, and they have. So I, I I just think that overall it's just, it's been better this year.
1: Yeah, I think it has been better this year. I think that it it is interesting. Like, what Brad Stevens keeps doing with this team? When well, you you know there was a game where they didn't have Rozier and they had to start some guy, I've never Kadeem Allen or Kareem Allen? I don't, I'm not even sure. Maybe you can tell me about yeah, They
0: started bit about them, Allen. Right? Yep. They
1: essentially. Yep. Yeah, they essentially had no point guard. Right. Or a lock, right. A all four
0: of their point guards, all four technical point guards on the roster, were uh, injured that night.
1: Yeah. So I I I know they for the most part had Rozier, but like. You know, if they don't really have anybody backing him up, Just that's a point guard. Um, so, it, it's just funny to watch them play. And You know, Marcus Morris has, like, surprisingly had a really good year. Um, is he a free agent at the end of this year? He is, isn't he?
0: Uh, I feel like he is. I can double-check that. But, yeah, I feel like he is.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think he can have times where uh, he gets a little out of control, right? But, uh yeah, for the, most, for the most part, he... It, so it, it's one, funny
0: because... one of my buddies thinks that Marcus Morris is going to be a technical foul liability in the playoffs and he's going to lose the Celtics some games. And to that, I would say, I, I, would, I, would, be, I would take that as a, as a penalty because I think that he brings a toughness that will win them some games on the other side. So that's just my quick thought on Marcus Morris. Well,
1: it's interesting because the Celtics are playing the Wizards right now. And um, I don't know what the score is. I'm pulling that up as, as we speak. But uh, that game, if the Wizards lose, right, they're more likely to face the Celtics in the first round. And Morris like, really doesn't want to face his brother. So it, But I kind of want to see. I mean, I don't know who you want to see as like a, a fan of basketball or just a Celtics fan in general. But oh. <laughs> I, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of hoping Forget, forget about I a
0: fan of home. basketball. As a fan of the Celtics, you want Miami. You want Miami all day. And I think that uh, it, the if, if you are looking at it from a neutral standpoint, the Wizards is the smart choice. So I mean, I, I, I feel for you there.
1: Yeah, I want the Wizards because well, they played last year in the Eastern Conference Finals, or not the Eastern Conference Finals, sorry, the second round. But uh, I feel like they've got some bad blood a little bit, right? I'm not, I'm not that worried about them. Weirdly, I don't, I don't know why. So, I think it's just this whole. Narrative about Shaquille
0: Wall. Don't, I don't know if the bad blood is still there. I think some of that came from Kelly Olenick, to be honest with you, and Kelly Oubre. But also maybe not, because some of that came from Al Horford and Marquise Morris. But then again, on the flip side of that, three sides to this thing. Uh, maybe Marcus Morris calms that that down a little bit. Maybe he is the one that sort of made Marquise realize that Al Horford wasn't really that bad of a guy at all, and he w- wasn't trying to take him out. And he just undercut him a little bit. So I don't know if the bad blood is still there necessarily. Uh, but, I mean, this game might be an indication of that tonight. We'll see what happens with the outcome of this one. But, uh, by the way, Marcus Morris signed through next year as well. Oh, nice. So, Jalen
1: Brown, 21 points at a half through this game.
0: That's interesting. Yep. he most. I think he did all of that in the first quarter, actually. Oh,
1: right. Really? Wow.
0: Yep. He exploded in the first quarter, and then I kind of came up here and haven't really seen much of the second quarter. But yeah, most of that was done in the first quarter.
1: So yeah, I'm clearly I'm not at my best because I'm all over the place. But uh, that's okay. Every once in a while, I'll up a uh, I let my focus sink. Anyway, right, let's
0: move on to the matchups then, because yeah. quickly, let's say, we well, just we talked just, about it briefly, wait, wait, but I think in general the matchup you want the Celtics fans want to see is Miami because who knows what, what they're going to bring to the table. And I've, I've been harping on this for a couple of weeks on various shows in, in the fa- is the fact that Hassan Whiteside, doesn't like the way he's used at the end of games. And I'm not sure if they've changed that since he came out and said something, but just that in and of itself is, is not a good thing. So I think Miami is so the weakest of the, the three possible opponents. And um, I just, I, it looks like they're going to fall into that seven seed, actually, Calvin. Because if Washington does end up losing this game tonight, uh, they will be a game behind uh, with one game to play. So I'm not sure where the tiebreaker falls, but Washington is sort of on a little bit of a tailspin here at the end of the season.
1: So Hassan Whiteside played 21 minutes in the uh, the, the game against Offender. Uh Didn't play at all in the fourth quarter, and they got outscored by 27. The Heat keep going small with their late game lineups. Um, my, I, I guess my question to you then, then about the Heat is: Are they? Are you more intimidated by them if they play Hassan Whiteside more, or or even out of bio, Or do you think that like they're they're less scary if they do that?
0: I I would prefer to not see Whiteside. And either way, I think that the Celtics are better off because it, just, it seems like it's a little bit of turmoil down there right now. Um, but I would prefer to not see Whiteside, because if he's playing well, he's one of those those big men centers that the Celtics don't really have anyone that can guard them. I mean, once Baines gets his minutes, there's really not much else as far as defense against a guy like that, because as good as Greg Monroe has been for the Celtics and as great as, as he has been on offense, he had a triple-double the other night. Uh, in some in a, a garbage time game, if you will. The whole game was garbage time, in, in my opinion. Uh, but basically, Greg Monroe has looked really good on offense and not so great on defense. So I wouldn't trust him to guard Hassan Whiteside. And at that point, if, if he's on and, and, and the Heat – see the thing that, I, that doesn't worry me about the Heat is that they clearly are, are not gearing things up for him. If, if the Heat treated Hassan Whiteside the way that the Detroit Pistons treated Andre Drummond – I feel like the Celtics could be in trouble in, in that type of series if they if they geared the game towards Hassan Whiteside and let him sort of roam around and and get rebounds and put back dunks and, and all this sort of thing and, and guard the paint. I think the Celtics might have some trouble, uh, but they don't treat him that way for whatever reason. I don't know why he it's, he looked like he had the t- that type of talent, but they're they're not doing it. They're going small, so um, I'm not worried about the, the Heat because of their their coaching and, and the way that, that they sort of handle their roster. But otherwise, yeah, I, I think that they would be a better team with Whiteside out there.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think so too. It's funny that they decided to play like that. I guess, like, I understand the Adebayo thing because I think that he's, uh, he's sort of become, uh, he's like become a better version of white side. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think that, that offensively he sort of doesn't slow them down the same way. And it's, yep. he, he, defensively, he doesn't make the even though Whiteside has a crazy blocks, like he doesn't sort of make the same night-to-night mistakes that, that Whiteside makes. So uh, I, I guess I like it quite a bit, but um, I I just think that they should be playing with the center, but they're going with this positionless thing that everybody's trying to do, which is fine. But like I don't know, I don't think it mat plays into the Celtics' hands. It should be this would be a really interesting playoff. to See how certain teams. I mean, certainly, look, obviously. You would much rather see the Heat, or even the Wizards, probably, right, than Milwaukee, who could tank their way yeah. down to the seventh seed, or, or even get to the seventh seed by losing. Milwaukee's not, and not uh, well, completely out of it. They've, the they've
0: only got one game left, and they don't look like they're trying to lose, but um, they, I guess they could get to that seventh seed, and I, I, that's the type of thing that would scare me. I, talk about not being able to guard Hassan Whiteside. I mean, I think Milwaukee showed it the other night. The Celtics don't really have anyone that can guard uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. It's it's as if, uh, I mean, he's a beast. He, they don't have anyone that's going to keep up with him. I don't care how you feel about Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown on the wing and their defense. Brown has taken steps forward this year that I didn't think he was going to take. He's still not staying with Antetokounmpo. And guess what? They didn't have anyone last year either. So, this is this is something that it could be a problem for the Celtics because they see the Bucks in the playoffs. Uh, but I, I I don't know if the rest of that Bucks team is going to be enough to win a playoff series. You would be asking a lot from uh, guys like Chris Middleton and Eric Bledsoe, um, and ho- hopefully for them Brogdon off the bench. But um, I just I don't I, I wouldn't look at the Bucks as a as a team that's too scary outside of Giannis. So. If you can find a way to do the whole let, let Giannis have his, have his points and stop everybody else like they used to do to LeBron, then I like their chances. And this is what I was getting at earlier when I was saying there's a way for the Celtics to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. If they win their first-round matchup, you want just, let's just assume that happens because we're, we're, not, we're not giving the, any of these teams the edge we're saying that, that it would be tough matchups and i mean maybe you are but i it doesn't sound like you are uh, it, and then th- if they can avoid cleveland because cleveland may be that 4 seed and that that's a that's they're in a jockeying position there so that's this is where you're not really sure what happens if they can avoid cleveland and, and then get philly or whoever the 6 seed is in the second round that to me seems like another toss up series type of situation so that is how the Celtics could get, still get to the Eastern Conference Finals. It, it's a small window. It's a small possibility, but it's there.
1: So, Rory, the rap, the um, the Heat played the Raptors in their final game. They have nothing to play for, right? They'll probably be resting starters, you can imagine, right, for that game. So Milwaukee left yeah. have to... Have to go to Philadelphia for the final game. Now, and the Sixers have to win that game to hold on to the three seed. Essentially, so right now, it is actually looking like the, the, the Milwaukee. Assuming that the um, that the Wizards lose this game to the Celtics, it looks like Milwaukee is the likely seven seed.
0: So, but doesn't I, Miami want the seven seed as well, so they could try and do the same? They, I mean, their game against Toronto. While you're saying Toronto is resting starters doesn't necessarily mean that that Miami's going to win the game. If Toronto's as good as they are, their bench could still beat a Miami team that frankly probably wants to stay in the 7th seed. A lot rides on this game tonight with Washington and Boston. If Washington can win this game and find a way to tie Miami, then Miami's incentive is is, is certainly to win. But if if, if Washington loses, and the Heat can get away with snagging that seven seed by losing to, to, to um, Toronto, then I think things stay the same.
1: It is fascinating because uh, the, the other element I don't understand. Well, I, I guess I guess I get it. The Celtics are you know injury torn and ravaged, but and, and the, but the Sixers the Sixers have won fourteen in a row, right? But they don't have any playoff experience, right? I don't. I mean. First of all, they they have one fourteen fourteen in a row. They have the second best uh, point differential in the East. Uh, you know, better than the Celtics and much better than the Cavs. Where are you at with them right now? Are they have they I'm, turned the I'm corner? Are they are, they are the Sixers for real? You know, that um, in,
0: in the playoffs, it's, it's, well, have to, it's, I'm going to play the wait and see game, but I don't think they are for real. I think that they have a lot to learn, and I think that their coach is going to help them. I think Brett Brown, being in San Antonio for all those years, is going to be able to tell them what to sort of expect uh, but they still have to go out and do it and guys like J.J. Redick it's nice to have a guy like that that's cool like good for you guys I don't think it's enough to to sort of instill that that playoff attitude in these younger players and maybe I'm wrong but you know what I'm, I'm also not on the Ben Simmons hype train this guy is amazing. He's been great going to the hoop. He's been awesome in the paint. He's certainly uh, probably going to get the Rookie of the Year. I'm not sure if you would get my vote right now. I'm, I'm leaning towards Mitchell, to be honest with you, because I think that Utah is just as surprising as Philadelphia is. Um, but Simmons, to me, needs to expand his game before I, I start to jump on uh, how good he is Because I think I don't think he's a freight train Like LeBron James I think that Teams will be able to adjust to him At some point And he's going to have to be able To knock down outside shots Which he's not shown That he can do
1: Yeah This This is going to be very interesting For the For the Sixers And in particular Ben Simmons When it comes to the playoffs Because The shots that he's getting right now I'm not sure he's going to get those shots In the playoffs right. For me It's like I You know And you can say It's like Um It's very simple-minded of me, but, like, I tend to sort of automatically assume that a team won't do well during the first playoff run in the NBA because they're – not because, like, they can't. Because in other sports, like, you see young teams, like, come out of nowhere, like the the Patriots won the Super Bowl, right, with the young team. But, like, I, I think in the NBA it's different because playoff basketball is, like, such a different thing stylistically, then regular season basketball, like oh yeah, and the referees see, have a lot to do with that. Yeah, so you'll see like you know teams start to to resort to like isolation ball and like bully ball things like that you'll that you'll never see during the regular season. People get run off the court during the regular season, and then during the playoff. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Referees have something to do with it, but also what it, it's just playing the, se- the same team seven times in a row. They start adjusting. You, you have a success one game, and, like, normally in the regular season, you don't see that team again for another month. Like, they haven't thought about you during that month. It's just sitting down and locking into the same opponent, realizing who can guard who, who can be on the floor for what period of time. It just becomes this entirely different animal. And I think with Ben Simmons, people are going to realize he can't shoot. And they're going to – I mean, they obviously they already know that, but it's going to turn into, like, a, how do we steam this guy into – Forcing him to take shots, and it'll be interesting. Um, I, I think that's definitely going to be a problem. I still have him as my rookie of the year, Ben. I was going to say.
0: So, you have him as your rookie of the year. Did you see what uh, Donovan Mitchell was wearing to the arena tonight?
1: Uh, No, but I heard that he wore some sort of hoodie, right? Oh, okay. So he's
0: wearing a he's wearing a black Adidas hoodie with the definition of the word rookie on it, and it says an athlete playing his or her first season as a member of a professional sports team. Uh, So this, ladies and gentlemen, has been my argument the entire time. uh, In that Ben Simmons, to me, and and I know this is not the way it works, so don't tell me that don't don't come yelling at me saying that i don't know what i'm talking about blah 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 i think this is the way that it should work ben simmons was in last year's draft class he got hurt i'm sorry that's too bad i know you didn't play a single minute in a regulation nba game those are the breaks i'm sorry that's just the way it is and you move on You're, you can't be voted as rookie of the year in my opinion so i know that's that's uh that's not the way it works, and that's why he's going to get a lot of votes. But this has been my argument the entire time. And uh, I just to, to show you what that I see both sides of it, dictionary.com actually responded to Donovan Mitchell saying, let us know if you need the definition of played next, the word played, uh, because they're saying that obviously Simmons didn't play. But I understand the definition, right? I just don't think that is the way that it should be written. Uh, in the NBA and um Major League Baseball sort of does it even goes even further with with this and I think it's ridiculous that a a guy has to play a certain amount of games in order to be considered a rookie so if he if the game if the mark is 50 and he plays 49 then the following season uh, he could still be considered a rookie by Major League Baseball standards and so I I just think it's ridiculous that that the way this this, uh, is determined most of the time so I just wanted to point out that Donovan Mitchell using my argument, even though
1: yeah, I, my I argument think, I think 60, goes nowhere. I, I think sixty is a ridiculous number. But you know, you know what my problem with uh, with Ben Simmons is in regard to this debate. It's just the fact that Julius Randle broke his leg in the first quarter of his first game. That, that like somehow he wasn't a rookie his second year because of that, but like. Somebody like Blake Griffin got hurt in, in the preseason finale, uh, his rookie year for the Clippers and then uh, it carried over to the next year because he didn't play in the regular season. I just think that like that exact point, like making you a rookie or not a rookie is such an arbitrary thing that it bothers me.
0: Yeah, so I don't know, I don't I didn't mean to go on a tangent or a rant about who should be rookie of the year, but um that would be my stubborn vote. I would go with Mitchell. And honestly, that also just gives me the opportunity to open up the discussion about Jason Tatum because, uh, he would be in the discussion if it weren't for Ben Simmons, in my opinion, I think that he would get some votes and he may still get some votes from people out there. I hope he does. Cause I think he deserves them. He's, he's done a lot of things. And up until the other night, he hadn't really missed any games for the Celtics. So, um, I I think that he deserves votes, but I always have that green those green goggles on, right? Maybe I have the the hometown discount happening.
1: Um, I'm not sure that I mean get some votes is such a, a vague statement that like I'm sure he'll get some votes because rookie of the year does like top five do they not? Well, I think they don't they do the point system where they they do the top five right. guys. And then he yep. sort of so he'll he'll get some votes in regards to that, you know. I think that um... I think that he is a guy who is not quite aggressive enough to get into this conversation as a basketball player. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, if you want to argue skill set and like, uh, if you want to be, you know, redraft guy, conversation guy, other but the. Then it's Ben Simmons from the conversation because he wasn't drafted that year, but like if you want to be that guy, I think it's more interesting with Tatum. I I don't really think that he can he can pierce those you know those other guys because those guys are just putting them putting them up, you know, and I don't think Jason Tatum does at the same rate.
0: Trying to find someone who has a list of rookie of the year candidates because. I'm just curious as to what people are putting out there. Yeah. Okay. So this is what I thought they've got Tatum as as sort of third at ranker.com with uh, Mitchell and Simmons, Mitchell, number one, Simmons number two for this website that I just found. And the, the one that makes me smile, Calvin, no offense is your boy Lonzo falling all the way down to eighth with Kyle Kuzma actually being a much better rookie than Lonzo ball. So not to get on a Lakers tangent, unless you want to hit on anything. I just want to I point mean,
1: that out. I mean, you know, Lonzo has been hurt uh, for yeah. a lot of the second half of the season, too. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, but I let I, me I, I just say that if you like, people who think like Lonzo is some kind of bust is this? It's pretty inaccurate. I'd, lo- I'd love to see the eight people who are who are the cat The guy gets seven rebounds and seven assists a game, and he defends like a maniac. So. I think well, I'm, I think I'm okay with uh, Alonzo Ball right now. I'm good. I mean, I've
0: been on I'm the record uh, uh, the entire time, even before they drafted him, et cetera, that I thought his shooting was going to become a problem in the NBA, and I think that has proven to be true so far. But you're right; he does a lot of other things. So if uh, if the the hype goes away from him and his expectations are lowered on a national level, then I think that the results will look a lot better for Lonzo Ball. But unless he improves that shooting, I'm going to hope he stays far, far away from the Celtics for his entire career. How about that?
1: I mean, you know who else can't shoot is Marcus Smart. I mean, you know, they, you don't seem to want him far, far away from the Celtics. I mean, maybe
0: well, yeah, but Marcus done. Smart is not the focal point of, of a franchise right now, is he? he? And he never has been. He's never been dubbed the, the next guy, et cetera as Lonzo ball has been. And that's where I, where expectations come into play here. And Marcus smart is expected to to do a lot of things in in a great way and, and perform really well at a lot of different things. And we also expect him to shoot poorly. So maybe you're looking at Lonzo ball the same way, but I see him from the outside as, as a new cornerstone. And to me, maybe I'm just not rating him as highly as I should be. But to me, a cornerstone type of player needs to start shooting a little bit better before I'm going to look at him as that.
1: Look, I, I mean, you know, if we're, if we're actually doing comparisons, uh, you know, stylistically, you could probably compare him more to like a like a young Rondo type because yeah, he can't shoot, and yeah, Rondo, sure. you can argue like um, eventually, sort of uh, his style, you know, pushed him to not. Pushed him out of the league, but sort of pushed him to the back burner of the league. But I would no, I and would counter- he's having a good I year. argue that, like, Rondo's not playing defense, and then so that sort of sure. affected half half of Rondo's value. like, so Ron, I mean, like,
0: Rondo's having a good year right now, and, and he's had a good career. He's had a solid NBA career, and I think it could have been better. And his potential was definitely higher than what it is showing. And but to me. He's not a franchise player. He, ne- he Again, he never was going to be looked at as a franchise player. I don't think anybody ever looked at Rondo as a franchise player. But Lonzo Ball, right out of the gate, Calvin, you can't deny this, is being looked at as the savior of the Lakers. And maybe that, was, maybe it all goes away next next year when LeBron James signs with, with L.A. And we don't have to get into that either, because I know we differ on that opinion. Uh, but maybe that all disappears, and, and he gets to – fly under the radar for a little while and that will help him. But for for now, we're looking at him as, as the savior of the Lakers and I just don't see it. Tell me I'm wrong.
1: I think I think you're wrong about looking at him as the savior of the Lakers. I don't think that the Lakers have a a singular savior. The Lakers sort of just have a lot of young guys who I just like I don't think the Celtics would I mean, if they if they just had Tatum and Brown I don't think one of those guys, even Tatum. I don't. Do you see him as quote savior of the Celtics? do no. You see him as a good basketball player, right? Like I don't. Know, right. I don't think this is, like. I think maybe coming out of school there was like, like whoa, what can Lonzo be? But I think at this point, like just the fact that you know, if you just look at the success they've had with their rookies, it you know between Lonzo and Kuzma and Josh Hart. Like they sort of just feel like they have a young base that has value, and then you know that's not even talking about Ingram, who's actually the best player. Like, and I know, but but doesn't um, even, even But so, am I Ingram, just reading like, too
0: much into the hype of this kid? Is is it is it going in my head or what?
1: I mean, I think it was greater uh, coming out of college than it is right now, but I, I, it's not the hype. It's the, like he is a he's a magnet for for media interest. I mean, his dad did his job, and so now, and he, he's a, you know, point guard for the Lakers, so it's become this whole thing, and now, I think Lonzo, Lonzo hating has, like, become in, in vogue, or or even, like, you know, Lonzo fans. Like, his name is just easy to say. People know him. So, like, Lonzo Ball references happen. I was watching, uh, that show Atlanta, and I don't know if you know it, it's a comedy on FX, the Donald Glover show, nope. and, yeah, and a kid was like, Yeah, I got a, I got a mixtape, I'm like Lonzo Ball. It, it it had nothing to do with basketball. <laughs> but that's sort of like because Lonzo Ball's an easy reference. You know? Um but I don't
0: think Yeah. Alright,
1: I'm sorry. No, I mean
0: Lonzo Ball is an easy reference, so that's what I'm saying. Maybe I'm buying too much into the spotlight that was placed on him and not enough uh, maybe I haven't looked enough into what people are actually saying about him as a basketball player but from from what I can see it's he he needs to improve and uh he he, he doesn't deserve to be looked at as, as a rookie of the year candidate and obviously he was hurt and we mentioned that so that goes against him but even before that I didn't I just didn't think he belonged in the conversation so uh either way let's let's move on I do want to quickly mention that the Red Sox are beating the Yankees 14-1 to right now in the seventh inning. So just want to throw that out there for anyone that's interested in that. Total smoke show out in Yankee Stadium. So that's cool. Who pitched for them? Um, that's a good question. Who did pitch for the Yankees? I don't. I thought that they lined it up. See, this is the thing that both managers sort of jockeyed their uh, their pitching rotation to sort of make it so it was better. Like I think the the Red Sox flipped Rodriguez and Sale, so Sale went today. Um, but who did the Yankees throw? Oh, Severino for the for the Yankees. Thank you, Severino. So, I mean, not. I don't know much about Severino. I just, but he's he's not their ace, obviously. So, um, the fact that the self or the uh, the Red Sox jumped on him is great, and um, I just wanted to point that out because I just was scrolling through Twitter and saw that they were winning big time.
1: what well, let me ask you this: Why is why is Tatum getting more hype than Kuzma, other than other than the age difference, in terms of looking at the years? He's averaging more points.
0: This is the way it goes in the NBA. uh, It it would be the same thing if it was the MVP race. You're right. 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 Definitely. It's a a better team. Like If Anthony Davis or Anthony Davis, obviously, it should be considered for the MVP. If not, given the MVP this year in my opinion. If he was was, uh, on a team that was doing a little bit better, even though New Orleans is kind of on a tear in their own right, then I think uh, he would be the outright MVP, but instead, people are gonna they're gonna look over at LeBron James. They're, some people are probably gonna give votes to De- uh, Demar Derozan, and of course, James Harden is is very likely to run away with this thing because Houston ha- has been so so good.
1: Nobody's giving Demar Derozan MVP. days. you out of your mind? You don't think so? Um, maybe like a fifth place or you.
0: I think that he's going to get the, get some sort of votes just because he's looked at as the number one player on the number one team in the Eastern Conference. And if, if Cleveland – even if Cleveland finishes with 51 wins, they didn't perform the way that people thought they would. LeBron will still get votes because he's LeBron, but I think a lot of those – not a lot, but some of the votes that people are going to give to an Eastern Conference player, because you know there's that bias as well, we'll go to Derozan. Don't be surprised if if he if he's up there higher than you think. But I mean, it it really comes down to Harden, LeBron, and uh Anthony Davis in my opinion.
1: Yeah, Harden's going to win it going away. I um, it'll be number 2 will be interesting. I I would guess that LeBron gets number 2 even though I'm not sure that he deserves it. Um I guess Anthony Davis goes number three. I'm gonna call out my guessing right now. Let me see who else is out here. Um, I'm going to guess hmm. I'm gonna guess I mean Maybe is the surprise number. Four. Lillard
0: get some get yeah. some votes there. I was gonna say, is there a Golden State player in the mix just because? I I I just I don't see um, it happening. I, Both the two I, of I, them could, were were hurt quite quite a bit this year.
1: I think Durant has been mostly healthy, but the problem with Durant is sort of been his technical foul behavior and sort of his babyish behavior. Um, you know what? I'll say, I'll say Durant. I'm looking at Durant. He's still got his numbers. He's still got numbers. All right. But it's hard. I'm, I'm going to say Durant gets fit. It's going to be hard, though, for him to get fit, you right. But, I mean, he's shooting, you know, 51 from the field, 42 from three. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's still having a great year. Can't deny that. So I'm sure
0: he'll get He'll get votes just for that, you know.
1: Yeah, I think I think he'll get. You know, either him or Giannis will get that last spot.
0: Giannis, I don't know, man. I'm, see, that's what I'm. That's where I'm saying that votes should should go to DeRozan more than they should go to Giannis. Honestly, I I would. Throw, as much as I just bashed him for the rookie of the year, I would throw votes to Ben Simmons before I throw him to Giannis. I think Milwaukee is underachieved and they have a lot of talent around him. And I mean, blame it on what you will, but I just, I wouldn't I wouldn't just throw votes to him if that's going to be where we're, if we're throwing votes around, you know?
1: I mean, how much of it is Giannis' fault? He's do everything.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like, there's a lot of talent around him. Maybe they haven't utilized him that it that well and that's why their coach Jason Kidd was fired among other reasons just because he's a bad coach he, I hope he doesn't get another coaching job or maybe I do hope he does so I can bash him some more wow. uh, either way
1: wow. why, do you, why do you hate Jason Kidd so much?
0: I just don't I've never liked his game I've never liked his attitude I've never liked him as a person from uh, the uh, the stories that have come up in, in the news over the course of his career and life uh, I just he seems like a smarmy want to be gangster or something. And I just, I don't, I don't like Jason Kidd. never have never will. And I think he's a a bad coach on top of it. on top of all those things I just said, I don't think that he's a good NBA coach. There are NBA coaches that I don't like, but I think I can acknowledge they're good coaches. Spolstra. I don't like him. I think he's squirmy as well, but he's a pretty good coach. And I can acknowledge that. I think he has his flaws, and he's not one of the best, but he's he's better than Jason Kidd. So I see it. I can see a couple different guys like that, but I just I'll never. I don't think I'll ever have a soft spot for Jason Kidd in any means.
1: Did you know Giannis is getting 10 rebounds and five assists a game? 10 rebounds. I mean,
0: it's yeah, it's very impressive.
1: Not impressive enough to get into that top five, years?
0: I don't think so. I mean
1: Alright, fair enough. I tried. I tried to change your mind half heartedly. If I had more energy, I would have really, really put some work into that.
0: If you had more energy. Well um, let me let's see. Um oh quickly. Dirk Nowitzki is coming back next year. Oh yeah. Thirty seconds on Dirk. Yeah, How do you feel about that?
1: I mean I I, this is like I've, I've
0: Right, like, wait, say that again, would
1: you, would you want them to it, it's hard, it's hard, right? It's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday, someone once said, <laughs> but like say let's say Paul Pierce wanted to come back right now, would sure. you be happy about that or would would it bother you no. out of curiosity
0: I mean it, it, the Celtics are so decimated in this very instance that I would sort of say. Well, why not? Nostalgia—they're not going anywhere. Let, bring him back for for whatever, and he doesn't have to see the floor. But Dirk t- coming back for a full season after—I mean, I don't know—it's it, it, kind of apples to oranges because Pierce has already been out of the league yeah. um, and and off of the team for a, a little while as well. He was on two different teams after the Celtics, so you have to factor that in as well. Uh, but so the the thing with Dirk is just that Mark Cuban promised Dirk a lifetime contract basically. And I think that Dirk might be might be uh milking him here. He might be he might have fooled Mark Cuban into paying him for as long as he wants, but I just I would find it hard to believe that they would be able to justify having Dirk on a roster because he's not I mean he had a he had a flash of maybe let's say uh let's call it 20 days towards the end of the season where he looked pretty good and his numbers were doing well. And I, I was looking on fantasy basketball and people were adding Dirk Nowitzki. And I was like, holy crap, he's back. But ultimately that, that was, that was it. And now I just, I think it's a little too long. I thought he was going to be gone, but you know what, Calvin, I didn't go to the Dallas game this year. So maybe I'll go next year and give Dirk a a real farewell.
1: Here's the thing. He said he, he's going to play next season and then we'll see. Right. Then we'll see. Yes. But really, here's the real problem. Look, Dirk, at this point in his career, is too slow to play any position but center. Okay?
0: Right, yeah. So, yeah we, but, we talked about this briefly uh, a yeah. couple of weeks ago.
1: Yeah. So they've already sort of, like, ruined uh, the, the uh, Nermans Noel experiment, right? But essentially, Dirk has ruined that. You can blame some of it on Noel as well, and that's fine. But, like, Dirk is the key culprit in this in this situation. I understand, like, teams don't want to play center. That's fine. But for, like, the 28 minutes that Dirk's playing, like, the, Ma- I, I, the Mavericks can't possibly be good. That's the thing. That's the thing about it.
0: Right. Like, if he's going to get that many minutes, then it's not happening. It's not going to be good for them. You think they're bad this year? Just wait until next year. Like, what are they going to have around? They, if, he, if they have to stick him out there, and and just trying to work around it, I just don't see it happening. And he's it's it's sad because I I like the player obviously. How can you not like Dirk Nowitzki? He's been he's been amazing. He's been the consummate professional his entire career. He's been a a, a, shoot, uh, a sharpshooter for a, a seven footer from the three point line, and he's one of the best in NBA history to do that. So there's not much that you can say bad about this guy, but it's one of these things where it's sort of like oof. One foot out the door. I know it's a lot of money, but if I'm a Mavs fan, I'm sort of like, uh, not really sure if I want this guy around anymore.
1: Yeah, it's like it's not only that. Like, if he here's the thing: if Dirk Nowitzki was like, "Yes, bring me back. I'll take on any role you want. Um, I just want to mentor the guys. I just want to veterans
0: minimum type of thing."
1: Yeah, I want to be the Nick Collison of the Mavericks. It would make sense. But, like, he's going to start. Yeah, I was shocked to find out that Nick Collison was still on the <laughs> Thunder the other day. But, anyway, um, yeah, he's going to start. You know, they're not – you think Dirk Nowitzki's coming off the freaking bench? Dirk? No. And that's
0: And I think that's part of the reason that, that Pierce was kind of rolled out of town. Because I don't think that he wanted to really come off the bench. And it was clear that they were going to start going in a different direction. So uh, I I think that's part of it. And this is speculation, but I would imagine that that was something that was pitched to to Paul when it was discussed with him and Kevin Garnett that the Celtics were looking to to move them. That that has to be something that they they talked about. Because, I mean... You, if you're going to respect the players enough to, a, Garnett had a no-trade clause, he had to sign off on it, uh, and B, let by all accounts Garnett uh, make sure that Pierce was leaving, right, or, or was okay to leave with him, what have you, uh, then you're going to tell them all the reasons. You're you're going to even, you probably even let them defend themselves and say, well, what about this, and and why wouldn't it work if we did this or that. Um, and ultimately make that decision, and which is what the Celtics did. And, and the point of me saying that is sort of like I—I I feel like the, you're right. Like the Mavericks are giving themselves no choice but by making by keeping him and signing him again. I mean, you're not going to just throw him on the bench and let him come off the bench. I mean, maybe you are. Maybe he does that, and if he does, I, I would commend him for it. But. I, I'm with you. I, I would imagine he's going to be a, a starter for them, and that's not going to bode well again. And that's that's uh, that's a shame.
1: Yeah, it is a shame. I like Jerk, like you said. Um, I just don't think it's good for the. I guess it's good for the Mavericks if they're playing on tanking again, right? But if, huh. I, I don't. I can't imagine Mark Cuban would be happier with another year of them just being bad. But what what is, is it about the
0: Mavericks and the Suns being connected somehow? Through, through time and space, with, whether it be Steve Nash or uh, them both tanking this year. And just I, it, it always seems like one's chasing the other. And this, way, this year, it looks like Dallas is chasing Phoenix to the bottom of the, uh, to the, uh, of the barrel here. But it's, I, just, I thought that they would run a little bit better than that. I, I, I'm interested to see what happens with them going forward. But not so good this year. You've, if you're worse than Sacramento, in my mind, especially lately, you're in big trouble.
1: Was Michael Finley on the, uh, on the Suns at some point, or am I just imagining that?
0: Michael Finley was a Mavs guy. I don't know if he played for the Suns. Maybe he did.
1: Oh. All right. Well, I'm just going to assume he did. So Celtics are down seven currently with the Wizards. Are you uh, yep, multitasking with that. that on TNT? What's that? I said the Mavericks are – I mean the uh, the Wizards are up on the uh, Celtics. Yep. Are you multitasking that on TNT? Or are you
0: just no, that? I'm not. I don't have the TV on room. I was just looking at the Celtics app, which is apparently not correct. It's telling me they're only down four, but that's clearly not true. Stupid app. Um, Maybe I'll look at a better app. No offense, Celtics. Anyway, Anyway. Michael Finley did not play for... Oh, no, he did. He was drafted by Phoenix, and then he went to Dallas, Actually, he played for yeah, the Celtics for, in his final season. Did you know that?
1: No, I didn't. I didn't, oh did. wait, He's, I don't remember that season
0: man. He split time between San Antonio and the Celtics, 2009-10. Right after the Celtics won the title, actually, Michael Finley came on as one of those those uh, veteran signees, and they thought that they were gonna they were gonna have a chance. Uh, and I think is this the same year they, that Garnett got hurt? Nine ten or was that eight nine? Either way, uh, Finley played for them, nine, and they nine, thought they were going to go on another run, and it didn't work out because he looked very old.
1: Nine ten was when they lost the Lakers in the finals.
0: Right. Okay. So it was after the Garnett had gotten hurt, right? And it was when, uh, it was when Perkins, I guess, got hurt in the uh, the final game, right there, game seven, right? So that's yes. yes. All right. So it was the year after Garnett had gotten hurt, they went out and got Michael Finley in a buyout from the yeah. Spurs, I believe, and uh, or maybe it was a trade, who knows? But he he played he played fairly well for the Celtics in 20 games. It's funny you mentioned him tonight. That's yeah. It's one of Much those guys. for more
1: Celtics experience. Uh, Kendrick Perkins was terrible in that series and uh, sort of hurt the Celtics the entire series. So I don't think him being out in game many. but
0: uh, anyway, all right,
1: I, I we're about that, done here. We're about we're
0: about done here. Just a few minutes left. Anything else you want to throw out there? You had mentioned like. Uh...
1: Um. Yeah, I just had a thought or two on Odell Beckham. I guess. Uh, nah, I'll get it out. I was going to save it with David for next time, but. Um, yeah, so you saw that he was. Uh, caught in a sort Instagram video with some oh, unknown white powder on a, on a table. Uh-huh. And, uh bet it was. I bet it was, bet it was like,
0: powdered sugar. He was probably making some French toast or something.
1: Here's the thing one we don't know it was his maybe it
0: was
1: hers. right? yeah yes yeah if if um you were in a situation where uh you know you 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 found the the company of a delightful person and uh it turned out that they had some powder for their own use would you um would you forcibly end end the interaction immediately
0: um I don't think I would forcibly end it immediately, but I would certainly try and figure out a way to get out of that situation and and see what what ex- how how exactly how often this happens, because I think that that's a, a dark path to follow. And most, I, I just, yeah. Unless, unless, like I said, you're making French toast. I don't want anything well, I mean, to, to do with that. You know,
1: I, like, you know, not everyone has time to do a full investigation, right? The first time the powder... It you know, comes up. It's already a wrap for you? Or are you just sort of asking some questions after that? Or what, what's happening then? You know? Like, yeah, I, I think I'll, I'm I'll certainly
0: th- asking some questions and trying to get the hell out of there, probably.
1: Oh, this just to say that, like, the NFL has their policies, none of which Odell Beckham has violated. He's the best player on the Giants, and, like, I don't want to see him get traded. I don't really care about anything else other than the fact that he's awesome. I don't care. Look, there are guys who do steroids get busted for four games in the NFL, and nobody cares about those, right? Nobody cares at all about anybody doing anything in
0: the Man, NFL.
1: Man, the it, NFL is, is the, the epitome of
0: hypocrisy, Calvin, in this country. Well, not yeah. the epitome anymore, but um, it was until certain political things happened. Anyway, um, it's just it, you never know which way they're going to go. It's they're, they, they throw the grass up in the air and see which way the wind is blowing, and then they hit, they take their shot. It's like they're at the Masters. And that just wraps up everything in our topics list tonight.
1: Yeah, you're right. Um, so, like I said earlier, we're going to try to get back to doing more regular shows. Um, I'm off next Tuesday, so uh, hopefully we'll do a show then. I don't know what the playoff schedule is going to be. Maybe that'll conflict, but we'll try.
0: Um, oh, I knew this, actually. Hold on. Or I had speculated this because the Bruins are home on Saturday and damn it
1: wouldn't get pre- preempted it, by it must be, it must be Monday
0: I think Saturday Monday where is this stupid thing yeah the Bruins are Thursday Saturday oh no they're in Toronto Monday so the Celtics would be playing Sunday probably and then again, I would think Tuesday. So there might be a home game on Tuesday that I'll be going to, but we'll have to wait and see on that. Otherwise, we will certainly figure out a schedule to get back on. All
1: right, sounds good, buddy. Uh, again, sorry, I was not on top of my game this week, but I will uh, definitely be more prepared.
0: That's all right. Apologize oh, to the people, not to me. I'm all yeah. good. All right, no, we out.
1: I'm apologizing to them. I know you're good. Bye. <laughs>
0: Yeah, keep going. You gotta going keep apologizing before I hit the hit the buttons.
1: I'm just really, really sorry, everybody. Let me tell you uh-huh. something. There's no one alive more apologetic than me right now. Uh huh. it. Um. Yeah, I was gonna make a political joke, but I decided not to. Okay. Well.
0: So, nope.
1: um, I'll just say hi to everyone. <laughs>